Welcome to Beyond Meditation Podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Jazzy. We started this podcast to share new ways to quiet the mind, get in touch with who you really are, and find alignment with purpose. We are here to empower you with our stories, tools, and knowledge. So grab some tea, bring your journal, and let's go, go beyond, beyond meditation. meditation. All right, everybody, welcome back to Beyond Meditation podcast. Today, we're going to talk to you about one of our favorite topics, which is Reiki. What is Reiki? I mean, we are the Reiki ladies after all. We are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We should know this. Right? Um, So for me, Reiki is a modality that allows us to channel um, an energy uh, and be the conduit uh, for that energy onto the person that needs to receive it, um, that needs healing or needs to release energy that doesn't belong to them, energy that they've accumulated, um, basically energy that does not serve them anymore. Um, it's absolutely a hands-on healing. Some practitioners do touch, but, um, others like myself do not do touch. It's simply working with the energy and Mm -hmm. being able to, um, channel that, uh, the Reiki, uh, which is, which means universal life force. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Reiki is universe or Ray is universe And key is uh, life force, uh, which is quite, it has been quite the journey to to experience, not just receive it, but also uh, share it with others. Yeah, that's beautiful. So uh, I actually learned Reiki from Jazzy and um, I learned Reiki from Jazzy because I had done Reiki, uh, like I mentioned um, in episode one, that really started my spiritual awakening. And I think I tried it one more time with someone that it didn't really resonate. It was kind of like, okay, what am I doing? Um, And I put it out there in the universe and I said, universe, what do you want me to do with this? And uh, Jazzy and I just happened to connect and I found out that she's about to become a Reiki master. (laughs) It's actually really interesting. So we all have these, um, things that we shield from others because we, we feel like we're going to get judged. And Anna's husband is someone that I respect a lot. And I think he's a very logical person and would never think that he would be uh, into (laughs) Reiki. Mm -hmm. And one day, so he and I um, would would text here and there to check in and see how uh, they were doing and, and vice versa. And one day I just, uh, I guess I was really excited about my Reiki journey and I happened to share it. And then I immediately send, OMG, I don't know why I shared that with you. Uh, <laughs> and he said, no, 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 actually... Anna's getting really into uh, Reiki and is actually interested in talking to you about it. And so that was actually the beginning of a beautiful friendship with Anna because we got so much closer. I mean, we were already friends, but um, 
uh, we've been able to just kind of be on this journey together um, because it could feel so lonely. Yes. Uh, not having anybody to talk to about the things that we're experiencing, the things that we're learning about because it's so out of the norm. Um, so that really, Reiki has really connected us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know it's funny how they, uh, you know, basically my prayer got answered with Jazzy. It was beautiful. Um, so, so from there, yeah, I, I am now a Reiki practitioner and, you know, um, like Jazzy explained, it's very much about connecting to that uh, universal energy. And I also am a no touch practitioner. I actually, um, connect better that way, um, for me. And, um, it's just been very cool. I would definitely label myself as a newbie, um, for sure, but, um, enjoying the journey so far. I feel like you're being modest because I've experienced Reiki from you and, um, for me, every time I receive Reiki is always a different experience. Mm. Um, but that one was super powerful. It was a distance Reiki. Yep. Um, Anna lives, uh, about what, an hour and a half away. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. We live an hour and a half away from each other. And so, you know, making that track across LA can be <laughs> Longer challenging than an hour and a half. for our busy lives. Um, so we decided to do it uh, via Zoom. And within the first 10 minutes, I felt such a relief and so much lighter. It felt extremely powerful. I'll never forget that Reiki. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah, I think that's one of the questions people ask is like, what can you do Reiki distance? Can you do it in person? What's the difference? Um, yeah. So energy is not linear, mm -hmm. right? Um, I was even skeptical the first time I had Reiki distance Reiki. Um, it was during the pandemic. I used to go to my Reiki master all the time and I didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. panicking and she said, well, let's try Zoom. And I was convinced it wasn't going to work. And it, it was as if we were in the same room together. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting um, to feel it. Um, we also use symbols in Reiki. And these symbols uh, are Shokurei. Uh, which is the power symbol. It is the life force energy symbol. The purpose is uh, to manifest and increase power. It accelerates healing and um, it really can also be used for protection. The other symbol is Seiheiki, which is the mental and emotional symbol. Um, the intention for this is for balance and the purpose is emotional healing and mental clarity and or balance. Uh, the next symbol is uh, Han Shaze Shometnen, and this is the connection symbol. It is uh, timelessness. It's actually used when we do distance uh, healing. Um, and now the Reiki, the Reiki energy will work whether or not you use the symbols if you forget to use the symbols as a reiki practitioner um it will still it will still do what it needs to do it will still heal it will still um 
transmute uh, towards the person that it's intended to. Um, but these are kind of like a little bit of a power boost. And um, and when used with the uh, right intention, it really is transformational. There is also uh, Reiku, which is the completion symbol or grounding. And this seals the energy um, and it creates chakra alignment. There is one more symbol for the Reiki master, and that's called uh, Daiko Meo, and that is the master symbol, and it the intention is enlightenment. And uh, the purpose of that symbol is empowerment, soul healing, and oneness. Wow, yeah, I love those. And um, I definitely feel the power up when I use the symbols versus not because I have forgotten to use them before as I'm learning and I and I have used them um, and I just I definitely connect so much faster and easier with the energy um, as well so if you can tell from the symbols Reiki was actually um, originated in Japan and the founder was Mikao Esui and um, he was evidently traveling for enlightenment as the legend goes and he went up a mountain and he actually had injured his foot and as he was up there meditating he basically after i think he was up there for three weeks got the download for reiki as he saw bubbles of light as he was meditating and i believe he healed his own foot it's a really um, beautiful story yeah, it's uh, really amazing because um, at the end of his fast and his mystical experience uh, where he was attuned to the gifts of Reiki because you can go and take a Reiki course and read all the books. Um, however, you have to be attuned by a master or someone that has been attuned um, by by another person and basically anybody that does the Usui method um, you can trace back the lineage straight back to Usui um, if you go teacher by teacher it, you'll you'll be able to trace it back to Usui and as he uh, after he did this mystical experience uh, he went back and he trained a number of teachers um, in the system. So many of these teachers taught students of their own and, uh, they were, they were able to pass these gifts on, um, this healing technique. There was one, um, in particular, she was an American and her name was Hawaii Takata. And she learned, uh, Reiki from Hayashi in Japan. Hayashi was, uh, a student of Usui's, one of his, one of the first students of Usui's. And she was the one that introduced Reiki in the 1930s to the Western culture. So she lived in Hawaii. She went to go visit her parents in uh, Japan at some point. And she would go to a Reiki healer there. It, it was, um, 
uh, Hayashi, and uh, she experienced uh, the this technique, and she also experienced her own healing. And she brought the symbols back to Hawaii. Uh, if I mean, anybody that's been to Hawaii, you know, there's like a hub of Reiki healers and different types of modalities out there. Um, and, uh, a lot of her students or a lot of the students that have been, uh, attuned to the Reiki energy, um, are, uh, have received it from, uh, teachers that can be traced back to Takata. So I think a lot of people wonder what is the difference between like, what is a Reiki master versus a Reiki practitioner is one better than the other? Um, no, uh, just because you're a Reiki master doesn't mean that you're better than a level two or a level one. It just means that you've, you are now attuned to be able to attune others. That's all it mm-hmm. means. Um, so if you want to be a Reiki teacher and also attune others, you would have to get the master level, but a level one and a level two, um, you would have a better experience or the same experience. Um, it's just dependent on the person and their, their own techniques and how they incorporate what they've learned in, in the class. Um, yeah, yeah. I like that. I think that's a great example because I am a level two and I just, I don't feel called to become a Reiki master, at least not at the moment. Um, you know, I, I, um, and I think that's good to, a good reminder about, you know, if I do want to tune people and I feel called to that, then I would become a Reiki master and pursue that. Yeah. And uh, becoming a Reiki master is not the end of a journey. It is only the beginning of your own personal and spiritual development. Um, when you become a, a Reiki master, you are able to guide others. You are able to attune others um, but you can do the same without the attunement um, with the level two mm-hmm. during reiki i think a lot of people wonder about what do they how do you prep for that or what are some things that would make the reiki session better and as someone who's experienced a reiki session with or without an intention i would definitely say having an intention for a reiki session is so important uh, because uh, I think you need to put it out there. What do, what do you want healed? What do you want? Um, what do you want the energy to work on? Um, and it can be really a, quite a variety of things. Anything from physical to mental to emotional healing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't say that intention is everything, but uh, because you definitely need the tools and the practice and. You know, you need the conduit and all that good stuff. But intention is super important, in my opinion, because if you don't know why you're doing it or what it is that you want to heal, um, then it's just there's no way to direct the energy. There's no way to be able to tell guides, universe, the energy itself on what it needs to work on. Um, you can definitely do blanket statements like I want to release uh, things that don't belong to me or, you know, I want to heal what needs to be healed. That's fine. Um, but having a purpose and an intention for the session itself is powerful in itself. 
Absolutely. Some of the things I do with Reiki as a, um, a Reiki practitioner is I actually combined um, a small guided meditation, grounding meditation before jumping in, right? Jumping into the Reiki. Um, I think it's a great practice to take into account, um, not only for the practitioner, but also for the person. It uh, really helps ground you, helps get the body relaxed and, um, you know, just walking through a visualization of, of making sure we are grounded because we are working with energies. And so we're not just kind of blasting off here without, um, staying connected to ourselves. Absolutely. I absolutely do that in my own practice. Um, as well as I sage, um, because I see a lot of people, I clear the energy, um, and, uh, do either smoke or, um, some sort of clearing of energy, uh, so that anything that lingers or, um, stays behind and even my own energy, right? Because we're all picking up energy from others. Like if I go down, you know, to the post office really quick, um, and I have an interaction, I want to be able to cleanse myself. Um, and so on top of the meditation, I would say also cleansing the space. So if you're having a distance Reiki, um, I would highly recommend maybe lighting a candle, um, or if you have some incense, lighting some incense. If you have a bell, or if you're able to play, some frequency music in the background um, before your Reiki session that often helps us set the tone in the space um, for the Reiki session. I definitely notice the difference in the clients that rush and come in five minutes late because whatever happened, um, it definitely hits different than those that prepare for it, um, spend some time either meditating on their own because your Reiki practitioner may very well not do the um, meditation with you. I know Anna and I do just because it grounds us, even though we're grounding ourselves prior to the Reiki session, um, but it also grounds you. But for me also, it quiets down your thoughts um, because I also feel the difference between someone's as someone whose um, thoughts are racing all the time and consistently have this anxiety about those thoughts um, versus someone who is in that meditative space and ready to receive the Reiki. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what, what do we actually do during a Reiki session? I think that's kind of a mystery to even people who may take Reiki have a Reiki session pretty often. And, um, what I'm doing is I, you know, of course I'm connecting to the energy and I'm going basically from head to toe, going through the different energy centers and sending that energy in to cleanse and release anything that needs to be released using a lot of my intuition as well. I, I visualize, um, the person's chakra centers. So often I see the colors that are associated with that and kind of just see them as round spheres that, um, you know, may have dark energy associated with that and just cleaning out until they're really a bright, beautiful color. And then I'm also working on connecting all of them. So it's one system that really just flows, uh, together. And if I feel, or I get a, like an intuition hit that, 
maybe I need to focus on a foot or something else, I will do that. And then um, towards the end of the session, I just am, I'm beaming them a lot of um, energy. And I do this regardless of whether we're in person or distance healing. If I'm in person, I will physically, you know, walk down the uh, chakra center. Um, and if I'm in person, it's, it's uh, more visualization. Yeah, and part of that beaming at the end is a cleansing of the aura. The aura extends about 10 feet every which way. And um, one thing that I've incorporated into my practice is at the very end, uh, right after I beam, I then do a sound bath and I circle around the, um, the, the client or the person receiving the Reiki um, with, with the, the first sound. And then I do all seven chakra frequencies, um, with my bowls. And that just helps finish the alignment. I, I feel like it does a really nice finishing touch. And then right before I have them come back into the room, meaning, you know, before they open their eyes, I do have them visualize their auras and I ask them to really take a look at the color of their aura. And if there are any grays or blacks or browns in their auras, um, to fill it up with the color, the rest of the aura, and to make it brighter and brighter as, with every breath that they take. And I find that that truly gives that um, finishing touch um, and, uh, once they wake up, they come back into the room, I give them a few minutes. I do disconnect from the Reiki energy at that point. Uh, I do like a little, uh, a little thing where I, uh, cross my arms and just kind of shake the energy off. And then I immediately wash my hands with cold water. Um, that usually cuts that energy out. And, um, then, uh, we discuss what they experienced, what I experienced sometimes, it, and it's different for every person. Sometimes I see things behind my eyes because I'm, I'm, my eyes are closed practically the entire time. Sometimes I get uh, little visuals. Um, there was one, I remember so vividly, this one girl, um, I could vividly see a tiger behind my eyes. And afterwards, when I told her that, she kind of just opened her eyes and was like, I've been having dreams about tigers and they've been popping up everywhere. And then we did a card pulling um, with the Earth Warriors and the card we pulled was a tiger. It was just so incredible. And then most of the time, I don't see anything. Most of the time, it's just black behind my eyes. Um Although recently, very, very recently, like last week I did one session, I opened my eyes and I could see yellow in her solar plexus. I wow. could see the spinning uh, chakra and I like blinked like, am I actually seeing this? I'm just going to go ahead and close my eyes again. <laughs> <laughs> but she saw a lot of colors behind her eyes. Usually I don't see anything. Very seldomly I see things that come through or I feel called to tell the client like, oh, is something happening here? Or if something comes to mind, I will say it and usually it resonates with them. Yeah. So if I'm a client and I see colors, what does that mean? 
It means that you're ready to receive. Um, it also means that you have reached a level of, um, uh, in meditation, there is a place that you go to to quiet down the, the mind, to quiet down your thoughts. And usually when you are in that space, in that next uh level if you will um you start to kind of see like these colors where it's like kind of lava lamp lampish mm -hmm. sometimes you'll see these bright lights um other times you will see the very first time i ever did reiki i was seeing the colors of the chakra it, wherever she was sending the energy through i could see every single color as she was moving moving around it was actually really cool and it was very vivid and bright for me um, and some people say the same thing. Most of them see a lot of the purple and the blues first. That's your crown opening up, it connecting to your higher self. Um, you know, the blue meaning your your third eye. Um, in that same session from last week, maybe it was two weeks ago now, some sometime in the near past, um, when I was over her third eye, I could see the outline of an eye and it's just like opening. Mm -hmm. And so her first comment was my, my forehead was really, really hot and I could feel like it was like opening. And I, and I was like, I saw it. I saw it in behind my, my eyelids, which was really interesting. Yeah. I love that. I, um, I think my first Reiki session that I had, I felt a lot of warmth, especially, in my chest and my heart center and just felt this like ball of light just opening up and to me like if somebody feels warmth I think that's just that's where the energy is that's what it, where it's healing that's that's where it's going I do think that um it is you know it could be anything between uh you know, maybe you're having a fever or, you know, the room, the temperature, room of the, the, the temperature of the room um, or it's what your intuition is telling you. A lot of the times when people say my hands were really hot, they turn out later on to be healers. Um, um, yes. So I have this one client. She comes in regularly and her hands are always on fire always on fire and to me the more and more I get to know her I can already tell she's a natural healer I think that that's what she's here to do I don't think that she's gotten there yet on her own mm. but I can totally see that about her but her biggest thing is my hands are always on fire every time I do a Reiki healing wow you know it's interesting ever since I was a kid um if I prayed or, you know, was alone by myself in my own energy, um, I could actually feel my hands warming up. Yeah, so that's very crazy. telling. I'm not surprised because you're a natural healer. You know, the fact that you felt it in your hands and in your heart, it's very telling. I think you're also right in the fact that if you're feeling it really strong somewhere, that's where the the healing is happening some your chakra is opening up it's it's truly doing its work now if you don't feel anything it doesn't mean that it's not healing that it's not doing the work pay attention to your other sensories are you seeing anything behind your eyes are you smelling anything you might mm -hmm. be um what do you call that claire 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know the nose, Claire. I mean, neither. <laughs> Who does? I, I th- the Google does. Um, but uh, if you are um, feeling anything else, any other sensations, pay close attention to or that. emotions. Emotions is super, you know, uh, really important to look at, as well as what thoughts are just dropping into your mind, um, because maybe you're clear, cognizant, or maybe that is a part of you that is is asking you to pay attention, um, and your thoughts could could be random, but t- take a look at what is just popping up out of nowhere. Take a look at what is resonating with you and. Um, some Reiki practitioners will have that conversation with you afterwards on what was your experience, what was their experience. Others may not. It's it's really going to be – it's kind of like shopping around for a therapist almost. Like for me, it's always like, okay, let's see how the first three sessions go and <laughs> see if we're a good fit for each other, right? So I would highly recommend um, to shop around if your first experience is not um, what you – does not resonate with you. Yeah, I would definitely yeah use this discernment when looking for a Reiki practitioner, just like you would for a hairdresser or a therapist or anyone else. Here, hairdresser, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Some of us are really picky when it comes to. I'm so picky too. I dislike finding a new hairdresser. I mean, you wouldn't trust that many people with your hair. So who Seriously. are you going to trust with your energy, right? So just think about it like that. Absolutely. I love that analogy. Um, So how do you get the most out of a Reiki session? For me, I get the most out of a Reiki session. Um, I mean, I like to prepare. So, well, first of all, do not drink alcohol or eat red meat 24 hours before your session. This is really important to help the energy flow. Um, for you, just not having any any extra substances in your body that you really don't need. Um, wear light clothing, um, nothing dark or black uh, or heavy like that um, as well. And then if you can do any kind of meditation or anything leading up to it, and of course, determine your intention for the session um you know really think about it not just like i'm just gonna do reiki like i'm just gonna go to starbucks or i'm just gonna you know what i mean really um kind of take it more seriously uh you know yeah oh my god and what on my birthday i get one on my birthday every year or near my birthday and this year i i don't know why i decided to do this i know better right (laughs) like I went and got one and because I do one every month and um, I decided to go to L.A. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know why I did that. I went and got my Reiki and then I decided to go to L.A. and do some shopping. Um, I wanted to visit some some stores out there that I can't get out in Ventura County. And man, was that the wrong thing to do because I am an empath and I take on people's energy super, you know, easily. And uh, it was not the best month to say the least. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that goes into what do you do after the session? Um, don't go to LA. <laughs> Drink lots of water. 
Uh, definitely take time for yourself. You know, just be in a calm, peaceful environment. Um, I yeah, that's that's crazy. You did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I know better, but I had I, ha- I was on a mission that day. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when the shopping bug hits, you gotta go. Yep. So. Please leave us um, a comment about if you have any more questions about Reiki. I have one more question. Um, How often would you say you get a Reiki or how often would you recommend someone to get a Reiki done? I love the idea of once a month, but I know that that not everyone can do that. Um, I... I like to do Reiki like once a quarter. I mean, I would I would go more or really if you're just kind of dealing with a lot of stuff and you're feeling it, you know, I mean, trust yourself. I mean, you're the best person who's going to know that some people might not need to go very often. Some people might not need to go for a while and then take a break for a couple of years. It really depends on if you feel like you're kind of carrying around um, extra energy, if you want to focus on your healing, if you know, whatever it may be. Um, just trust your intuition. It's kind of like the haircut analogy, right? Some people get it done once a month, some people every week. Right. Depending if you're male or female or how, like, you want it high and tight or... <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. Um, and some people once a year, right? So Maybe I you want a different color, who knows? Exactly. So, um, like Anna said, it's definitely... I there was a point in my life where I was only going once a year on my birthday and then there have been times in my life where it's you know I have to go every other week or whatever um now I go once a month because I do um share Reiki with others I'm constant I'm I would say I have more interactions now with people than I did before the pandemic because I'm such an introvert so uh, being able to release any energy I may have accidentally picked up um, or anything that I might be holding on to just so that I am clear of mine, uh, you know, and uh, spirit so that I am able to show up um, for my clients. I love that. Yeah. So I would say if you would like to book a Reiki session with one of us, um, visit us on Instagram at Beyond Meditation Podcast. Leave us a comment. Tell us what kind of um, subjects or modalities you would like to to learn more about or have discussions on. We would love to hear from from you guys. And um, do we have a homework for this episode? No, the home. I think the homework is just hey, if you're interested in Reiki, book a session with us. Or you know if we're not accessible to you book uh you know shop around for a reiki practitioner near you try it out see what you think let us know yeah i would love to hear your experiences thank you all have a great day